Welcome back to the movement, guys. This is a special episode for me. This is episode number 10. I appreciate every single one of you guys. I can't even speak English today, man. I can hear the holy <laughs> smokes, eh? I appreciate all you guys for showing love and support. I got a special guest in the building. This is one of my fellow kings, one of my lions, Emran Jaffer. What's up, everyone? How's everyone doing? My man. It's, you know, it's a long time coming, man. I've been wanting to have you on the podcast, you know? Yep. You're a very inspiring individual. You came out on a jam for us, you know what I mean? Which I really appreciate you taking care of my family. Yeah. Right? But today the floor is yours. We want to know about you. We want to know about your successes. Most importantly, your failures. That's really what's most important at this point. Let's be honest. Let's be real. Let's be real. You won't succeed without failure. You Absolutely. Know? We won't succeed without failure. Won't succeed without struggle as well, too. So um, tell me about Imran Jaffer yeah. today, man. Growing up. First of all. Story. I want to say thank you, uh, Joey, for Yusuf, for having me on here. You know what I mean? And I've been watching this for a while. I've been watching this guy's uh, progress since day one. Uh, when he launched Monarchy, when he launched his, uh, his uh, roofing company and his overall company, and it's been extremely successful. And it's, it's people like that that kind of push me, that motivate me and seeing fellow friends and, you know, do things like this, do their own thing and, and you know, crush it. So that's love. Man. Um, I appreciate it's that, a lot man. of love to be here, too. You know what I mean? Like I, I it's 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 good when people start things like this and have that conversation and all that kind of stuff, because that's how you kind of grow. Right. You That's how you get better by networking, by associating with people just like you, like minded people. By the way, not a lot of people said what you just said. Eh? Yeah. Like it's incredible that, that like this is what I this is like the perfect case scenario. This is like textbook for what people want in terms of having a circle. People that really try to push each other, people that try to big each other up. Yeah. In reality, let's be honest, and I said this before and I know you've everybody's experienced that. It's not your friends and your family that started uh that helped you push your business. Yeah. It was strangers. Yep. It was you really getting out there and trying to and trying to network while everyone's telling you, bro, what are you talking about? You're not gonna make it, get a job. What yeah. are you doing? Yep. So when that's love right there, bro. Like, yeah, I appreciate that, man. That's Thank love, you, brother. Bro. I, I think it, it's, uh, um, you know, you're an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. And it's such a lone kind of road. And like you said, not every friend. And the thing is, you can't expect people to support you. It would be nice if people supported you. It'd be nice if people supported your goals and everything like that. But at the end of the day, you're absolutely right. It's strangers who are your biggest, your biggest supporter, right? 100%. Yeah, strangers are going to be the ones... Uh, that are going to be, you know, paying your bills. That's who really, that's the opinion that matters the most, right? So I love how you said that. It's, in the end of the day, like, my friends, they have their opinion about, Mar and by the way, I didn't really talk about what I do, but uh, I'll get to that. We're definitely talking about what you do. What okay, so I'm a martial arts owner, uh, martial arts studio owner. I own a couple of locations um, around Ottawa. Um, I've been doing martial arts since I was six years old. So practically my whole life I've been involved in martial arts. Um, so, and back to kind of what we were saying, you know, you, you can't expect your friends or family to kind of see your vision as an entrepreneur because you're the entrepreneur, right? It's, it's normal to kind of, for people to judge and to not understand because they're seeing it from their kind of point of view That's and their right. lens, right? Um, would it be nice to have friends supporting? hundred percent. But what Yusuf said is absolutely right. The people that support you the most is strangers, right? Yeah, you don't know. Yeah, they're strangers. It's the strangers, it's people that you've never heard of, and you build relationships with those people, and they become your number one fans and your number one supporters. It would be it'd be awesome if my friends would support, but I don't expect that from them. Um, I know, wonder if it's, you know, it's, I wonder what it is. I wonder if it's basically insecurities on their behalf being like, you know what, if I can't do it, maybe he can do it too. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. And, and then they want to emulate that insecurity onto you, and the next thing you know, once they finally see you taking off, 
then they start saying, see, I knew you can do it, bro. What the fuck are you talking about, man? You completely shut me out this entire time. Yeah. How much would it really take for you to like and, and share my page and do all that stuff? It really takes nothing out of your day, you know? Absolutely. But then you have the ones that are like, yo, listen, Emmy, I'm with you from day one. Yep. Bro, big ups to you, man. Yo, get Emmy. Yeah, yeah, go to the gym, CSMA. <laughs> That's the place to go to. And then next thing you know, Emmy makes it. Yep. One location, two locations. And then he starts doing well. And then you're like, yo, I'm still on your side. Those are the ones that you got to keep around. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Those are the real gems. In those life. are gems, man. And there's very few of those. And um, what you said about, you know, so, uh, posts and all that kind of stuff. I It's one of those things that well, I'm scrolling on my phone, you know, I, I, like everyone else. But if I see one of my boys doing something for their business, I like it immediately. <laughs> like even before That's I love. even watch the whole content, I like yeah. it immediately because I know what it takes to, to build... Um, your reputation and to build your business, right? So the that one like, that one Google review, that one uh, share can can help that business, right? And right. it doesn't take that long. It's a three second thing. Literally, ta double tap on your phone is not even a second, right? So um, and that's with any of my friends, even even and even their um, my friends and their loved ones. If they if their if their partner starts a business or whatever, I support it right away. I do everything I can, right? So it's it's one of those things like it's uh. It's a, uh, we're kind of a community as business owners and as entrepreneurs, right? Fun. So we got to kind of support each other. It's, it's a, we're going to talk about this probably some more, but it's a deadly road. It's a vicious road. It's a competitive road as an entrepreneur uh, to get to the top. Uh, but at the same time, we're kind of lone soldiers and we got to kind of support each other. And there's always something you can learn from different industries as well too, right? So I know I can learn things from your industry and there's things that you can learn from my industry and so on. Absolutely. Which is the truth. Yeah. What I love about being an entrepreneur is you get the, it's that learning process. But at the th but you have to have, just have the balls to try. Yeah. A lot of people don't. So the thing is, is they have all these dreams and aspirations, but all they do is talk about it. You got to be a doer. Yeah. If you want to be in business, you have to be a doer. And the crazy part is, is what people don't understand is only 1% make it in this industry. Mm -hmm. So it's a very dark road and there's a lot of sleepless nights. Yeah. And there's a lot of times, let's be, how many times have you thought on throwing in the towel? Oh. Everybody has, it's normal. How many yeah. times I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I'm sick of this. It's consumed my life. Yep. I have no family life. I remember at some point, I remember I used to go home and I was pulling in like 16, 18 hour days. So people tell me, oh, I'm tired of eight hour shift, nine hour shift. Buddy, I'm doing both every single day, seven days a week. I did it for two and a half years straight. My son at some point didn't recognize me. Mm -hmm. So I remember I come home and I'm all excited. Ba 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 ba. Like it's obviously it's the one thing you look forward to going home. You already got a kid. You know what it is. Yeah. yeah. Got a beautiful little boy. Yeah. Congratulations. Wife's about to pop. Woo. You know what I mean? Big ups <laughs> to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you come home and imagine, yo, your son looks at you like a stranger. Yeah. And you're like, what's really important in life? You got to really find that. But see, that's the cool part. That's another lesson in the journey because then you're like, okay, now I got to figure out how to compartmentalize my life Yes. on how to schedule things. Yep. Because if you become a master at scheduling, it's it's an art. It is. 100%. You can achieve maximum efficiency. But once again, it's a real long, dark road, and a lot of people don't have the stomach to be able to, to ride the whole thing out. It, it's very true. You know what I mean? I think the past few years, this pandemic has really exposed really, yeah. a lot of people. A lot of people that thought they were entrepreneurs and business owners. Um, you know, and uh, like you said, it's you you... You have to struggle. You have to be ready for those long nights. And the thing is, we put, you're putting in 12, 15 hours. You're not even getting paid for those 12, 15 hours. You said it. Right? So, and that's the difference between an entrepreneur and just 
a work uh, and a staff member or anyone and i'm not trying to you know shit on staff members Absolutely, or anything like yeah. that you know they're they're blessed and you know you're but there's there's people who are meant to be what they're meant to be right and if you're going to be an entrepreneur someday if this is something you want to do you have to be ready to work like you said 15 hour 15 hour days and not get paid for it right where a staff member can work overtime and do 15 hours and get paid and they're 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 happy and fine but i got personally i've i've done you know months of no days off right that's right and not getting paid overtime not getting commission but knowing that long term that this is going to pay off right yeah. and then now i'm at the point where i have 20 st uh, staff on my roster oh, that's and i do by the way. numerous thank you sir numerous training with them because you have to get to the point of staff development right and that's that's one to me that's honestly one of my favorite parts about being a business owner that's right developing my team and developing my staff and meeting with them weekly uh training them monthly all that kind of stuff and and getting them to a level where they can run a studio or training them to be entrepreneurs and that's my ultimate goal as a business owner as as the owner of my academy is to train my staff to if they want to be a business owner if they want to be an entrepreneur i'm giving them all the tools to do so i'm teaching them about leadership i'm teaching them about sales i'm teaching them about marketing i'm teaching them about systems everything that you need so that way you know, if if the time comes, they want to open a martial arts studio or they want to run some sort of business. I played a big role in that and coaching Absolutely. them to get them ready for that. Uh, it's very gratifying, too, man. Yeah. And on top of that, you know what? What do you think is one of your best team building uh, team building activities? Role play. Yeah. Role play. It's you know, so that's important. huge in sales. Eh? It's huge. You're such a sales guy. Man. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. You just said that. You know, one of the things I do want to ask you here is what you're, you're, about your starting point. Mm -hmm. what inspired you to start your own business? You know what I mean? What were your initial goals when you first started CSMA? I don't even know if that was your first company. Yeah. But. So the um, it's a funny story, man. Like uh, I was in school. I was in university at the time, actually. And I've always worked at a martial arts studio my whole life. Like I said, I started karate at six years old at a low-down martial arts studio in Hamilton. Uh, my, my parents, I, I wanted to enroll in a really nice martial arts studio, like kind of CSMA style the way it's yeah. now. But my parents thought it was too expensive. So they put me on this really like cheap martial arts studio, which is which is fine. You know what I mean? Um, then we moved to Ottawa. Then they finally enrolled me into a nicer martial arts studio. And I've I fell in love with martial arts, teaching, training, fighting, everything you name about karate and, mar and, and kickboxing. I've done it all and I love it. And even to this day, I love it. Right. Um, and. I went to um, uh, I, I went to university uh, just because everyone else was going to university. That's right. And I shouldn't have gone to university. But I don't regret going to university. I say this all the time because I met my wife in university. So obviously, oh, some good, yeah, some some good came out of of going to school. And mm -hmm. I've made some good friends. At university made some good connections, right? But university is is a rough. Uh, place to kind of try to figure out what you want to do and it's an expensive place too right yeah. like to go there and figure out what you want to do with your life and uh, and I say this all the time we're too young at 18 to start making those decisions of what what do I want to be when I'm you know 22 23 30 right like you're, you're you still plan the entire future and you're like man things can your aspirations can change in three to five years yeah it's crazy and there was a lot of pressure on me going to school Becoming a doctor, becoming a physiotherapist. Typical brown stories. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, bro. It was Man. rough. And then um, it was towards, uh, I actually was in school for about four or five years. I dropped out of university. Like, so I was on my last year. Oh, and I wow. said, fuck this, man. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to own a martial arts studio. Uh -huh. And I've been working at a martial arts studio my whole life. 
And there was an opportunity, the, the original owner, he wanted out of the business, right? Um, so there was an opportunity to take over that business. And there was another um, who's my ex-business partner, which I'm down to talk about, by the way, because I have a crazy story about that. I definitely but, want to talk about yeah, that. So, uh, but there was another person that was wanting to buy the martial arts studio and take it over. But I knew deep down that I have a bigger impact in this guy, in the studio, because yeah. I'm, I'm a very... Uh, charismatic, great instructor. I know I am, and I've trained my instructors to be charismatic and good instructors as well, too. Um, but I had a big role, big impact in that studio. And I remember just being like, hey, man, I, I want to be the one that's taking over the studio. I want this opportunity, you know what I mean? And I already kind of learned so much about running a business that, as a kid, right? Uh, it was a martial arts studio. Um, so the long story short, the ex-owner said, hey, it's a good idea for both of you guys to partner up. You know, you guys are both young and you guys are very, and I was like 22 at the time. You guys should both partner up and take over the studio. Um, and it was kind of like an arranged marriage when you think about it. Yeah, Okay. Yeah. But like, so we did, we took over the studio. I, I completely dropped school. I said, I, and I remember calling my dad and saying, um, sure, you know. What was that conversation? Yeah, I continue. It was a bad, it was bad. It was a rough, it was a rough conversation because I told my dad, dad, there's an opportunity to take over uh, the studio. Yeah. There's, there's a big opportunity for me and I can't miss on this and I want to do it. And um, he's like, um, you know, uh, you, and I was very surprised what he said. He he was actually he was actually very supportive of it. And he was like, you know what? Really? Yeah. He's like, you got to take a chance sometimes. You do. And That's you'll amazing. never know. That's what he said to me. Probably the realest conversation I've ever had with my dad. And I'm very blessed to have great parents because they allowed me to do what I wanted to do. Incredible. Right? So... Um, and he just said, you will never know what can happen if you don't take this opportunity. And if you think this is right, this is what you want to do, then I'm supportive and I want you to do it. I want you to finish school, though. I never finished school. Oh, <laughs> because, okay. Come on, let's be real. How am I going to run a business? And then go to school. Go to, and fuck university, man. You know, I can swear, right? Am I allowed they to? Cuss as okay, much as yeah, you fuck, want, man. fuck school, bro. Fuck university. Uh, they, it, it's, it's just set up, it's set up to fail. It's set up to weed out people. And it's just, you know like, what? The only thing I, for university and colleges, the yeah. only thing I think they're good for is if you, for doctors and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. I definitely don't want a fucking mechanic about to crack open my chest. Exactly. But other than that, man, all these other skills, you definitely learn more on the field. It's almost like that imperial knowledge. Yep. And that's really where you get the juices when you actually delve into the field itself, because all that fee all theories, theoretical knowledge, yeah. and practical and you imperial, completely different, man. Yep. As soon as you get into the field, they're like, wow, like I'm really not implementing a lot of the stuff that I learned. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Most of these people have a master's in business, but they've never run a business before. Exactly. Don't know. I have a master's in business and I don't have a certificate. Well, that's a big up. I, I can that, say that. Man. I can I'm say that, man, because I've, I've done it all right in this industry. So um yeah so i said fuck school i'm gonna go full time and at the same time my parents moved away my parents moved to toronto they left me here um you know niloy i moved in with niloy um and they i think my, i've heard of niloy yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um i when i moved in with uh with him and i i was pretty much on my own and uh, my parents moved away to toronto and I, and it was kind of a hard decision because they kind of left me here with with like I I was I didn't know what I was going to do in my life. And any siblings, by the way, I have one older sister who yeah. went to university who did very well for herself. But she right? lived here and she lived in she, she lived, lived in Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. So it was it was tough, man. When my parents left me and uh, they left me probably in 2014. But I'm you know I was like 22 at the time, you know. And uh, it was hard because I saw my wife graduate from university, right, becoming a nurse and right away getting her career going. And I'm just like. 
living on my own. I don't know what the frig I'm going to do. And then that opportunity came to take over the studio and I had to run with it. And I've mm-hmm. ran marathons with that opportunity. Um, you know, and the thing about, uh, I learned a lot about business right away when you own a business. And not only that, I, I invested in business development, which is extremely important. Like I, I, I hired a coach, a business coach to teach me, you know, how to be better. Cause you know, even though I stopped going to the university, the learning never stopped. Exactly. And that's, that's something that martial arts will, will teach you is that you have to have a white belt mentality. You know, I'm a black belt. I'm a four, three black belt in karate. Um, but you always have to have a white belt mentality that you're always learning. hundred percent. Something's all, there's always something new you can learn and you can learn something from anyone. I can learn many things from you. I can learn from, you know, a doctor. I can learn from lawyers. I can learn from police officers, firefighters. There's so many things I can learn from anyone. Right. So, um, you have to have that mindset. And during those, um, I, you know, I was with my business partner for about, let's talk about that arranged marriage there. About okay. The business partner. Yeah. yeah. So let's go back to that. Okay. So, you know, I don't, uh, I don't think he's going to watch this obviously, cause we completely cut ties and, uh, it was a rough, it was a rough divorce towards the end, but you know, at the time it was one of those things that, uh, it made sense, right? We were both extremely young to get into business and, uh, obviously I was so excited about the opportunity to take over business that I was, and the fact that they were considering to sell it as part of it to me, I was like, okay, I'm down for whatever. I was very like, just pumped up for it. Right. Yeah, so I'm like, like, okay, it's meant to be, it yeah. was meant to be, I want, you want to partner up? Sure. Sure. Let's partner up. I don't even know you. I barely know you, but we're going to do it anyways. Yeah. So it was legit in a range. That's marriage. nuts. You guys barely knew each other. Barely knew each other. Like wow. we knew each other. Like we worked with each other and Hence stuff, the but marriage. like there was no, like he's not the type of guy I would hang out with outside of the studio. And but sometimes that is a good business partnership at the same time, right? Because there was some there was some good of us being partners. I'm a very exciting guy. I, I get excited. I get, you know, I'm willing to just, you know, go all in on things, you know what I mean? And I'm willing to take a lot of risks. They're like me, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah, you gotta be all in. Like, That's look it. at this. If you look at this freaking studio right now. You could tell that you went all in on it, yes. right? You invested in the lighting and the this and that, you know, the microphone, all kinds of stuff. These, these beautiful, freaking sexy couches right. here, right? <laughs> so you gotta go all in, and that's the way I'm in. That's the way I am, and I get excited, right? Like, I mean, I'm like uh, you, man. Yeah, you know, I don't give a fuck. Like, if I'm going in, I'm going in. Like, yeah. I'm not here to lose. I'm here to win. You yeah. know, and if I don't, I'm gonna fucking bounce back from the L. That's it. Exactly. Uh, right. So, uh, I, and that's and he's different. He was he was more of a calculated introverted kind of guy and listen there's nothing wrong nothing with introverts wrong with but not you know like uh there's there's benefits of being introverted but you you in in my especially in my uh, industry you got to be a people's person you got to be outgoing right and that's why you always saw me on the promo videos on the marketing videos because i was the one that naturally well done you voice. got a really good you have a very good character for that man thank you appreciate yeah, that no problem man comes with practice man Comes, comes yeah, just, that's what I realized. Yeah. Even though you feel like you can be good off camera and you have this crazy personality, yeah, when that camera comes on, man, fucking, you know, you start to buckle. Yep. So that's true. what I'm saying. Good for you, man. Comes with consistency stuff, and just doing it often, right? Um, and then the pandemic happened, right? And we're I, still on the partnership story, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, okay. let's fast forward. Like the it those first five years. Um, Obviously, I took a loan to take over this business, and we paid it off in five years, which I was pretty happy about. And then, um, you know, twenty twenty rolls up, so our my business loan was set to be paid off by twenty twenty, right. and I'm like, hell yeah! Now I own my share fair and clear. I have no debt now and everything. And what the fuck happens? Fucking COVID nineteen, bro. Oh my goodness, right? So, and going back to earlier in this episode, what I said, the real entrepreneurs 
got exposed. Uh, sorry, the, a lot of entrepreneurs got exposed, right? A lot of business owners got exposed. Fortunately, my my partner did get exposed, right? And he didn't really know what to do. And when when the pandemic did happen, there was a, so much freaking out, bro. A hundred percent. It's fucking crazy, man. And 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 you know we live in Canada where the 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 fear and everything was was fucking bad. It was rampant. It was bad. It yeah. was it was a little much. I don't want to get too political here, but it was freaking bad, right? So I was getting phone calls, everything. Can't we gotta cancel our membership? We gotta do this. We're gonna be like, whoa. I'm like, whoa, 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 hold up. Like, listen, it's only supposed to be two weeks. What did two weeks turn into? Turned to six months of exactly. my business being shut down, right? Um, but two weeks only be supposed to be two weeks. And I remember. Telling my staff, okay, guys, you know, let's just make some video content right now. We'll post like workout videos on our Facebook group and we're going to get, we're going to get busy right away. Like, uh, and that's one thing. I, I, and I act fast, right? Well, my business partner's probably stressing out. I was, I was like, it sucks, but like, we got to act fast. Let's start making some content right Fuck, away. You're like me, man. <laughs> speed, speed, speed. Let's get it. You speed, know what I mean? Speed. Continue, man. I love it, man. I'm loving it. You need speed, man. So by the way, to all the people that are watching right now. This is literally where Imran shined because it really went to go show how resilient this guy was. I love the story, by the way, because I watched the whole thing and I'm like, fucking creative. Thank you, bro. Amazingly creative. Continue on to hear the story. Appreciate it, bro. Go. Um, so again, we, we right away made some content and everything. And I, I was stressed. At the same time, I was stressed. But you can't show that stress to your team. Because and that's one thing I, I tell I have a I have a program at my studio. It's called the leadership program where Amazing. I educate the students, the kids about leadership. And we actually had one topic about one month about stress and how to deal with stress and how to help people with stress. Very good. And obviously this was a fucking stressful time. Oh yeah. And I cannot show my team that I'm stressed. I could not. Because they're relying on you for a surety. Exactly. Yeah. If I start being stressed out, like, oh my God, like we're all gonna die from COVID-19. Guess what? The whole team's gonna be like, oh my God, we're all gonna die. We gotta drop everything. We gotta hide, you know, stay home and yeah, everything. No, I ship. told them guys, we're gonna show up to work and we're gonna make some content. You know what I mean? But that's what we're gonna do right now. We gotta be busy during these next two weeks that we're supposed to be shut down. When I went home, I was fucking stressed. Yeah, right? I believe it for sure. Uh, my wife just we just had a baby. My wife's on EI. Right. And like, I'm a, you know, business owners, your, your income's not guaranteed, all that kind of stuff. And I was stressed. And then you're watch and, and my parents were stressed too. And they're like, you got to make sure you pay attention to news, what's going on, which is the worst thing, by the way, should oh, not have paid attention it. to news. Yeah. I should have blocked it. And I remember watching Trudeau saying that, oh, this is going to be longer. And that's when I was like, and I'm like stress eating Cheetos, everything. That's my, that's my stress eating food. Uh, Cheetos, 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 stress eating on the couch, looking at my son. You love Cheetos uh, that much? I love Cheetos. <laughs> spicy Cheetos, <laughs> spicy Cheetos. I love okay. it, bro. Okay. Now I don't eat Cheetos. Uh, I'm, I'm in really good yeah, shape man, now. So I haven't had, away, man. haven't had the Cheetos in a while, but like I got, and that, that was, uh, that was rough, bro. It was rough. So I remember going to my partner and saying to him, my ex-partner at the time. And I said to him, uh, we met, uh, we met, uh, I said, let's meet and let's talk about what we we're going to do. Yeah. And I spearheaded the whole thing. And I said to him, this is what we're going to do. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do virtual live classes over Zoom, okay? And we're gonna run our first class on April first. We're gonna take these next two weeks to actually prepare, make the schedule. Um, we're gonna have to communicate like crazy, call every single one of our members, tell them what we're doing, and on top of that, we're not gonna stop people's billing. That is one. That was one of the best moves I've ever made. Is I didn't stop people's billing in um, in the pandemic, okay. and the reason why. 
that that one reason why that was good is obviously it's a freaking business okay it's not my fault <laughs> it's not my fault that i'm being sh forced to shut down right and yeah. at that time there was no announcement about government plans right and the government plans were bullshit by the way but there was no announcement of serb yet or anything like that they announced that like a couple months after yeah it was just like, right in the wind it was yeah. like you know what i mean so i said we can't stop building we got to make sure we keep charging people and but we got to freaking grind these virtual classes we're going to crush it i made the zoom account i made the class schedule everything i taught the very first zoom class with a uh, iPad and like really yeah and like AirPods and that's incredible and, and I had forty people show up to my first Zoom class and wow. everything screens everywhere and it was such a learning experience and everything um, and but like he witnessed it my team witnessed me just go at it and attack and spearhead right so I taught the nobody wants to teach the first class they're all scared obviously I'm like fuck it man I'm gonna teach it I'm and gonna it's do your it business if exactly you, yeah you gotta and and I told him as well too this is what we're gonna do we're gonna teach. We're going to start in April 1st. We're going to figure it out. Okay. We're going to figure out how to teach actual really good virtual classes. And then starting May, I'm going to start a marketing plan and I'm going to start, we're going to start, we're going to get back to back to business and signing up members normally like we always do in our virtual martial arts program. Very in May. Good. Give me, let's get some time to perfect the product first or not even perfect it, just make it good, figure it out. And then May, I'm going to start running some ads and um, we're going to, we're going to get some new members starting with us uh, training. Uh, how did that go? Amazing absolutely amazing because nobody was doing it okay um so I, I and you know we're talking about this setup over here and like i said before you got to go all in when you're going when you're doing something i went all in on the virtual classes i got all this equipment i got the same or similar equipment Very i nice. had you know soundproof walls i got a next level camera microphones uh sound machines all kinds of stuff i figured out how i can play music at the same time in the zoom class to good make for it, you yeah, man like, i got sean sean the don there for a reason i don't know nothing about yes, sir that, so like i just delegate you know what <laughs> I, mean? I figured it out and i delegate a lot of delegation too but a lot of stuff i had to figure it out right um and i went all in and actually my partner my ex-partner was a little bit hesitant about going all in He's like, oh, I don't think this is necessary to have lights and this and that. I'm like, oh, bro, it's fucking super necessary. Like, this is what we 100%, have. hundred percent. Like, this content is, creations. Yeah. It's all it, about lighting. This is all we got. Yeah. We don't have, we, we nobody's walking in our studio right now. Nobody's doing any in-person classes. This is all we got. So we got to go all in. And another thing, we're still billing people. So that added pressure on me to make sure I have a really good product virtually and making sure I'm running amazing classes and a lot of classes too. So I wasn't just running one class a day. I was running like five, six classes a day. In the By the way, I'm pretty sure Good Life and Movadi were still billing at the same time too. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they did. Maybe. No? I don't think so. I don't think Good Life uh, kept billing, okay. which big mistake. But at the same time, they're a big box gym and it's a little bit of a different. It's not a, they're not a people's kind of like communication kind of gym. It's more like you go there, you use your weight, their weights and you're gone. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. a little bit different. So I don't think that the stopping, I think that the, the, the fact that you didn't stop billing is very good. It's insane. Yeah. It was, it was crazy when you think about it, because there's so many business owners that, that stopped billing because they, uh, what I know is from a lot, I, I keep my eye, my ears to the streets. I watch all these martial arts do is what they did in the pandemic. And I kept my eyes to them. And so such bullshit, bro. Some of them are literally teaching a class with an iPhone. Okay um stop billing you know teaching one class in a while like what the fuck are you doing bro like that's how you lose your members and that's how a lot of these members ended up switching over to my studio which is good for you yeah it was really good so let's continue with this partner so the partner um again i think part of it's like i think like you said is the envy in the beginning right i think it was is very envious of how i spearheaded everything how i came up with everything and all that kind of stuff and how i got this place going and rolling and 
a business again. I brought, I made it a business again, but all virtually. Um, toward, you know, we, that was the first shutdown and there was a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of uh, him kind of just sitting back and watching and claiming mental health. And listen, mental health is a real thing. 100%, you know, there are people that are suffering from mental health, um, but you can't use it as a crutch and you can't use it as, um, you can't force, a, you can't just use it and as an excuse to make other people work a little more, all that kind of stuff. And he probably has mental health issues or he does, does have his mental health issues. And I, I hope, I do wish him the best to deal with that if ever he does listen to us. Uh, don't, I doubt he will, or if this gets out to someone, I doubt, I hope he does. Just uh, say your message anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Who gives so, a shit if he watches, doesn't yeah, watch? Who doesn't matter? Right. Get you off know, your ass and go to work. You know what li- I mean? Exactly. Especially if you're an entrepreneur and you're a business owner. You know what I mean? I find society. Your employees don't fucking care. Just to give you, just to be very frank and honest, you might find the rare ones that do. Yeah. But as an employer, your job is to figure out what's best for the business and your employees. Yeah. The employee's job is to figure out what's best for himself. Exactly. So at the end of the day, yo, tell him to get his ass up and go to work, bro. Just it is what it is. It is what it is. And like, you know, your bills don't care. Your rent doesn't care. Exactly. They don't give like, a fuck if you don't feel you like you shut down, they're gonna go somewhere else to find a job, which only makes sense anyways. They got yep. they have their own life to live too. You know what I mean? Yep. They didn't sign up to be the owner of the business. You did. Exactly. So it's your job to steer the ship. Anyways, continue. I don't care if this guy's watching. You can watch as much as you want. Okay, yeah. Let's go on. It, yeah. You know, so a lot of mental health claims and everything. Oh, my mental health, all this, my anxiety. I'm going through depression. I'm like, oh, well, damn, that's rough, bro. Like, you don't think I'm not going through shit too? You know, I would cry every time they would shut my studio down. I, legit, I believe it. It's tough. Yeah, it's fucking horrible. And they were telling me, oh, all non-essential. You're non-essential. Non-essential businesses. Fuck you for telling me I'm not essential, by the way. I'm so essential. <laughs> like, I'm super essential That's in this I was society. Baffled. Like, yo, you yeah. keep the beer store open, but you yeah. don't, like, the gyms and things to, to improve lifestyle. How the fuck is that not essential? You know what I mean? Fucked. It's I, it was completely fucked. flawed, anyways. It's flawed. Um, so, yeah, like, it's not like I'm not going through mental health either. I'm fucking stressed too, bro. Yeah. I gained a lot of weight during the pandemic too, yeah. right? Um, and so a lot of that there and there and back. And I'm like, listen, man, okay, fine. You need a personal day, do your thing. But obviously I'm like, I'm getting busy, man. I'm fucking getting busy. I'm, I'm putting in work. I got to, I have no choice. I have a, I have a son at home, right? My wife's on maternity leave, EI, all that kind of stuff. And I got to grind, man. I got to keep this business going. If I don't put any effort into this, we're not going to have a business when we're finally open. We're going to have to start from zero, which a lot of business owners did. A lot yeah. of martial arts studios, gym owners did start from zero again when we opened, right? And I did took I did take a lot of uh, big loss uh, in the pandemic, especially in the first lockdown. Um, I big went down. Eh? Sorry, yeah, I, w- I probably lost about a hundred members in that Jeez. first. Uh, that's a lot, right? That's a lot. And a lot of it's like you know people that were like, oh, I'm not gonna do virtual. Oh, this, and you know, in the end of the day, fine. You don't want to do virtual? That's fine. I'm not gonna force you, right? Yeah. Um, but I had a lot, a good amount of, I got I had a good amount of people still supporting our studio and everything like that, which is so good. Uh, and like I said, I didn't stop billing. So we had a handful, a lot of members doing our virtual classes. And we just kept going as is with the classes. And then it was, it was you know, what, 2020, we reopened in July. It's funny because I go back on Instagram and I see, what did I post like this year, this year? You know, you also like to see your memories. Exactly. And now I'm, I'm at the point where I'm seeing, um, oh, wow, we're getting ready to reopen in July. I'm like, oh, my God, that was a fucking horrible time. Yeah. <laughs> that was a fucking terrible time. And... Um, I remember reopening in July and having such strict COVID rules. And and another thing is that, you know, I think every business owner did their own thing in the COVID. And at, at the time, you know, we were kind of doing what we were with the information that we were given. Right. And another thing, too, is that I sent a lot of surveys to my members. 
Good I for really, you. You're really getting data. Eh? Yeah, I yeah. really want to know how everyone felt about the pandemic. I don't give a crap, bro. It's in the end of the day, like you know, I got COVID. It's whatever. You know, my son got COVID. We all got COVID. It is what it is. And you know, uh, it's now it's fucking normal. COVID's around. Everyone's yeah, Putin, getting COVID. Putin, I think Putin killed COVID, man. <laughs> That's literally a hundred percent, bro. Hundred um, percent. But. I did send a lot of surveys to my members. I live, uh, my studio, my first one's in Stittsville, right? So it's a different area and and everyone was, there was a lot of fear in the community. There's a lot of fear of COVID. So I had to make sure my COVID systems were spot on, were really good. And yeah. you know what I mean? And that's, I knew that for a fact that when people are getting out in public again at, in this time, big thing, the big thing they're going to, that's going to choose and what they're going to choose me for is my COVID systems. That's what's gonna make me stand out. I That's know right. I teach great classes. I know That's I do right. this, but COVID systems is, is that what's what stood out. And in fact, it's actually really easy to follow the COVID systems, right? You just gotta take your ego out of it and you gotta just follow the COVID systems and, and just do it. It sucks, you know? Cause I know a lot of martial arts students that just did their thing and stayed open as is. And you know, they would get bad Google reviews. Oh, they're not, you know, they're not sanitizing or they're not wearing masks, whatever. You know what I mean? It is what it is. But I knew for a fact that I had to have really good COVID systems when uh, when we reopened. So that um, we were reopened in July. We started getting new members coming in. And it was amazing, and I you know I, I increased the price because you had to because I was only allowed fifteen people in the damn room. So I had to make sure I was charging a premium for the memberships and everything. Yeah, um, bills to cover. You know, yeah, bills to cover. Is. You have staff to pay all that. And kind of profit stuff. is not a bad word. You obviously you're in business to turn a profit too. Exactly, and you gotta survive, man. You don't know how long this pandemic is going. And then we're going into the fall time and everything. And and uh, and there was, uh, I spent a lot of money on marketing. You probably still see my ads right now. And you saw a lot of my ads. I spent a lot of, lot of money on marketing. And that's one thing uh, I uh, in the pandemic, I, I, I want, I, I always like to see what can I get out of this? How am I going to win from the situation? It's a shitty situation yeah. where they, they literally told me to shut down. My business is shut down. How can I win from this? So I did a lot of personal development. I read a lot of books. One book that really stood out to me was from Grant Cardone. And it's, uh, if you're not first, you're last. Okay. And he wrote this book and he wrote another book called 10X Rule, which I've read like three times. Um, but he wrote these books in the recession in the US. So a lot of it is very similar to what we're going through right now and what we went through in the pandemic where people are freaking out, businesses are going down, everything. Everyone's in a panic mode. Yeah. So you got to be first. You got to be first to do everything. You got to be first to open. You got to be first to do this. You got to be first to do that. Um, and long term, you got to look at it from that perspective that you can win in these negative situations as long as you get busy. As That's long right. as you get busy, right? So um I knew um, when, you know, when we uh, were going towards the end of 2020, um, obviously my my relationship with my ex-business partner was was getting rocky, right? And it was getting like, it was getting a little bit ridiculous because he actually did bring up to me, he's like, oh, you spent, uh, you spent about uh, $10,000 this month on marketing. That's too much. And I'm like, what the fuck? You should never cut the marketing. And that's one thing I learned in that book, you know, when, when, when shit hits the fan, right? Business owners or businesses, they freak out. They cut staff. They cut this. They cut that. And a lot of them cut the marketing. Never cut the marketing. Never cut the marketing, man. That's and a pipe in fact, Exactly. In fact, spend more money on marketing. Now I spend a lot of money on marketing. That's why you see my ads like crazy. And that's why Good. we're always growing. My studio is always growing. There's never not a busy day at the studio. Um, but when he said that, I was just like, the fuck? Like, we had an amazing record month. We're signing up new members in the pandemic. 
Which and is incredible, right? It was amazing, right? And we're getting our sign up rate is insane. We're getting so many new people starting out our program. And you're gonna call me out for spending ten thousand dollars in marketing? Come on, dude. You know what? That what I really realized at the end of the day, especially during the pandemic, as you really started to realize how much people like the mentality was going in the dump. Yeah. Um, it was just honestly, I found a lot of it was just lack of faith, man. Mm-hmm. Just a lack of faith. Like there's no everybody was just thinking about the worst case scenario. Everybody kept thinking about this, that, and the third. Everybody completely forgot that there's still a life out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they just had no faith. Nothing was going to come. Like, all this was not going to come to an end. Like, bro, have, first of all, have faith in yourself. <laughs> yeah. Make the best out of your situation. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I hate when all I hear about is just, first of all, I'm not the kind of guy you bicker to. Mm-hmm. I'm really not. I'm yeah. the farthest guy from it. I'll give you an ear. But trust me, that ear only happens once. If you keep complaining about the same shit, yeah. it's like, bro, what the fuck are we going to do about it? <laughs> what are we going to do to get out of this shitty situation that we don't like? Yep. Let's get the fuck off our ass. We have something called a brain. Let's put it together. And what we, let's see what we can develop out of all this. I had a blast. I had a blast. I won't lie to you. Yeah. I had a fucking very good time. You know what the crazy part is? Is how the divorce rate was was like through the roof. <laughs> because now you're really stuck with your partner the yep. whole time. Me and Ultimate test. Me and my wife are fucking having a blast. Yeah. We're chilling. I'm like, you know what? It's already a miserable situation. Yeah. There's no need for me and you to say it's a miserable situation. Yeah. We already know it. We can't fucking leave the house. Yeah. And the whole shebang. I yeah. never got vaxxed. Yeah. It's funny how now it's not a thing anymore. Yeah. I never got vaxxed. I yeah. can care less. Yeah. And I'm like, so I'm like, I genuinely don't believe in the science on this one. Yeah. And that's literally all I was. I had my fucking va- tetanus shots and vaccines or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, I don't believe in the science in this one. So I'm like, yo, listen, I'm going to fucking take a knee and I'm going to go inside my house. Yeah. I don't care. I'm not going to be coerced into anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was sad how they did it to everybody else. Yeah. About their jobs. Listen, you pull your lifeline and your, and your fucking, your hard-earned income, 100% they're going to be coerced into taking it. Yeah. So the fact that Trudeau was sitting there Saying, oh, I didn't force anybody to take it. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Because you literally forced them into taking it. Because they're like, now it's not even about the science or I don't want to take it. I need to live. Yeah. They have families to feed and families to support. So you're telling me I'm not going to be able to work and you're not going to enter the bus and you're not going to be able to take a train or a fucking flight. We already know it's a shitty situation. Forget about all that for a second. Put that all on the side. Yeah. What the fuck are we going to do about it? Yeah. Me and you right now. Like if we were business partners, bro, we would have been on the fucking moon, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we're doers. That's just what it is. Yo, yeah. fuck mental health. Yeah. It's a real thing. Yeah. I'm not saying no. Yeah. Definitely is. But I find my best way to deal with it. It's just do it, bro. Yeah. Just go. Get busy. Just go, man. You gotta Keep get yourself busy. occupied. Make goals. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, the second, it's like, it's like a slow acting poison. Mm-hmm. It's real. It absolutely is real. It's like a slow acting poison. The second you let it consume you. It's just going to fucking flourish more in your brain. Yeah. And it's going to become a mental monster. Bro, the second you say, I don't want this, I'm going to create a game plan. It's like, you ever heard of, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. (laughs) Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. So let's say if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, make a game plan. Mm -hmm. What do I want? I want to do this, that, and the third. Just fucking do it. Yep. Don't wait. Just do it. Everyone thinks about, I have to make this grand master plan. Yeah. And it has to be like this. And it has to be fucking stamped by the engineers. And a psychologist has to come and see it. And a fucking brain surgeon has. Bro, listen, just do it, man. Yep. You know what I mean? First of all, you're going to fuck it up. Yeah. And that's a fact. But hey, guess what? After you fuck it up, you're going to go back like a real entrepreneur and stuff. Yeah. Back to the drawing board. What did I do wrong here now? 
oh, okay, you know what? I see where I went wrong. Let's try something else. Yeah. Let's do it this way. Bro, it's just, it's a, it's life. It's inevitable. Nobody just gets it on the first time. No, it's true. You know what I mean? And that's just the way you have to deal with shit. It's just, you know, they say face it. Yeah, face it, bro. Tell yourself, listen, I'm fucking tired of it. I'm going to make a change. I don't want to live like this anymore. Yeah. And then just go get it, bro. You know what I mean? Sometimes it takes some time. But like I said, I'm not that guy that anybody comes at. You can't bicker to me, bro. Yeah. I'll give you, I'm very sympathetic with you. Yeah. I'll listen to your pro, like your tale of woe. I'll take my time with you, whatever. But after you're done, you're gonna hear it. You're getting right down to it, bro. How the fuck are we changing this? Yeah. And that's all it is. That bro, I've cut off a lot of people because I just can't do it. Yeah. Because I'm like, realistically, you like being miserable. Yeah. Let's be very honest. You're yeah. very comfortable in this misery right now. Yeah. I'm not, bro. Yeah. Because in the end of the day, I got goals. I got things I'm trying to achieve. Fuck a dream, bro. They're yeah. all goals to me. Yeah. Well, okay, I, yeah, I dream I could fucking fly and I have wings, you know what I mean? Yeah. But everything else is a goal. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to get this, I'm trying to get that. Absolutely. So for a guy, when I'm sitting down and I'm listening to stories like this, like, I've bro, I've ran through, I think, three partners. Yeah. Or four partners. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've been fucked by every single one of them. Yeah. And, you know, you give them the benefit of the doubt or whatever, but at the same time, it's like, you can't, you, you when you see the signs, you see the signs. Yeah. Don't tell yourself otherwise. I think that's my advice to everybody at this point after being burnt so many times. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm not going to start painting everybody with the same brush. I'm not that kind of guy. I'm not one of those salty people that fucking, oh, because she cheated on me, I'm going to think every girl out there is fucking terrible. I don't give yeah. a fuck. I'm moving yeah. on. But the crazy part is, is when you see the signs, you see the signs. Don't tell yourself otherwise. Yeah. If they've arose, they're there. Yeah. That's it. It came to the light. A snake is a snake. The only thing it does is it sheds its skin. That's it, man. You yeah. know what I mean? So true. yeah, the fact that they got personal on you, bro, listen, it's crazy that you're going through this entire thing. I have all these questions. I'm like, you just keep fucking banging them. <laughs> Emron Joffer, CSMA, get his own podcast continuing. Yeah. yeah. I've thought about it, honestly. Um, but yeah, no. The you know what? Let me ask you. Actually, sorry to cut you off. Yeah, no worries. You know what? We've talked a lot about like the, the stuff. I want to ask you about work-life balance. How did you? How are you able to figure out work-life balance? You're married. Yep. You have your own business. On top of that, you have a child. Congratulations, you have another one coming up. Thank you. Up. Come soon. So, how did you figure out work life? We're just running out of time, so I just yep. I want to I want to touch on some things people have asked me. So I want to see if no maybe you can answer that. I, I only recently figured that out. It took me a while, and um, I I'm I'm an attacker. Like I said, I work. I used to work six seven days a week, and do what it takes to get my business going right, but. Um, I've recently figured out work-life balance and I, I think, it, but, and just the thing about work-life balance, there's never going to be work-life balance. Never. There's never going to be a perfect work-life balance, right? There's going to be times where your business is going to demand you even more and you need to show up. Like right now, <laughs> the, I'm renovating my second martial arts studio. I'm expanding it. Okay. I'm doubling the size and the renovations are starting right now. That's amazing. And my baby's due in two weeks. That's incredible. Wow. It, well, right? See, that's so, a doer right there. He's like, I'm building even yep, though she's getting broke. I'm about to have a baby and I'm going to have those uh, crazy nights. But at the same time, I have a freaking, I have my second studio that's that's going to need a lot of attention from me, right? So it's one of those things that, and actually, you know, we're talking about mental health this year. I did go through some mental health of being very anxious. And um, I'm not like, you know, I'm not using it as a crutch or anything, but I was stressed out. How the fuck am I going to get through these next six months? And I just, you, the way the way you do it is you just have to remind yourself of what you've been through. Right. I have to constantly remind myself, hey, I figured out a freaking pandemic. 
I opened another I opened another martial arts studio in a pandemic where I was declared non-essential, right? And or I opened another non-essential business. Super ballsy. I've done way I've had way worse things thrown at me. This is fucking nothing. Yeah. And that's why, you know, I'm making the moves right now to make sure these next six months of my life are my focus is laser focused. My diet is on point. My my work schedule is on point. My systems at home are on point. So the thing about work-life balance, again, is you need systems. And, and just like how you have systems in your business, you do need systems in life as well, too, right? So when I when I wake up, the first thing I do is I don't do work stuff. I go grab my son. That is the first thing I do is I grab my son. I take the mornings to take care of my son, get him ready for daycare. And as soon as I drop him off, it's fucking grind time, right? I hop on the Stairmaster. I'm answering emails on my phone while I'm on the Stairmaster. I train maybe twice a day. And I'm still, you know, crushing as a dad, incredibly good shape and running a fucking successful business, right? So it's about systems. It's about sticking to the same stuff. And it's also about doing boring stuff almost every single day. I, I, I do the same stuff every day. I eat the same food every fucking day, right? So I don't have to have decision, decision fatigue because decision fatigue is a real thing. If you're always trying to worry about what are you going to wear today? What am I going to eat today? All this kind of stuff then you're you're wasting so much mental energy on making these decisions when you need that when you're when it's time to go in your business that's such a cold hard fact hell fucking yeah so yeah no so like i said only recently i figured out work life balance and what happened uh, what i finally gave myself a day off and it was more to spend time with my son what about so, your support system sorry my support system like yeah. what do you mean by that like who was your support system during this entire thing this entire thing is definitely my team. My team has been a big one. Obviously, my family too, right? Um, but my team is a big support system. And and it goes back to staff development. You got to have strong staff development. And, you know, if you can train your staff to take over, uh, to run the studio for that day or to run all these classes, then you don't need to be at the studio every single day, right? I don't need to be at my... I'm at the point where I'm not at my studio every single day. I'm at my other... I'm at my Barhaven location because it needs my attention because it's, it's, it's in growth mode, Right. But my Stitzville location, I'm at 350 active members. It's huge. Let's talk about what you currently have. So we're running out of time. I yep. want them to know exactly what the name of your company is. How can they get a hold of you and the whole thing? So um, so I own Canadian Sport Martial Arts Academy. For short, it's uh, CSMA. Um, we have two locations. We have one in Stitzville, Canada. We're about 350 active members there. And I just opened the Barhaven location in the pandemic uh, about a bit over a year ago. And we're about, we're renovating that. And we're close to 200 members there. Very good. So when I opened that Barhaven studio, like, uh, again, going back to that fact that you got to have your plate full. My plate was fucking full at that time. So that was towards the end of 2021. And I opened that studio. Um, I got the keys. And in two weeks, I started teaching classes in there. I didn't, I didn't give a fuck. I, I put, love it, I put man. The mats, just go, bro. Yeah. And I love it, man. Yeah, just go, man. Just like, go. All of August, I was going door to door in people's homes. I was knocking on people's doors during the pandemic. People coming out with masks, with gloves, and everything. I was wearing my mask. I was wearing everything I could to look super safe for COVID. And I was. I have a prize wheel app on my phone, and I would say, "Hey guys, spin the wheel. We're, we're a martial arts studio. We're opening up right over here. Uh, we're gonna be open in September, and we're getting set up. Everyone set up with their first Good free class." Good for you, man. Yeah. So I went door to door. I did everything. I attacked. I did everything I could to make that studio, and I got a cash flowing in a month. So I never want to hear, "Oh, I don't know." Yeah. I couldn't make it work. What did you do? And then, uh, 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 what did you do? Yeah. Look at you, man. Good for you, man. You yeah. really went out there, bro. You got to attack. And now what well, that's been a year, that was a year ago. I did that. Um, 
now we're expanding it. We're renovating it. We're doing double the space, right. and it's it's an insane studio now. So, no things are, uh, you know, again, like I by buying out my business partner, that was that was probably my biggest breakthrough moment, and it was my dream. So, you know, I even posted today a little quote, but you know, sometimes you don't realize that you are living in your dream, and you just need to keep reminding yourself that you are. You know, you're your own you're your own boss. You're your own, you know, you can, you make, you call the shots and that's a fucking dream. People would kill for that. And you, whenever you have those rough times and those times that, um, that, that are, that you feel like are tough, you just need to constantly remind yourself where you're at and what you've been through. And that's going to help you crush, crush the next, uh, the next season. It's crazy. How a lot of people envy people like in our positions. Yeah. But it really, there's a cost to be the boss. It's a big cost. It's a big cost. That's a lot of that. I mean? And you know what? In the end of the day. You just got to do what you have to do in the first place. Yeah. You just have the balls to get out there. Leadership. When you're talking about people development, at the end of the day, being a true leader is all about developing and building people. Mm -hmm. It's about building your team. It's about building your staff. Yeah. And then I was saying before, I'm like, you know what? I feel like we've entered this very niched era yeah. where everybody just talks about the entrepreneur, but completely shits on the little guy and the employees. Yeah. You're like, oh, well, you're not an entrepreneur. Like, I know a lot of guys out there, good guys. Yeah. They're trying to find love in their lives or whatever. Yeah. And there's these unrealistic set expectations about you have to have a business. You have to have your own business, six figures and all the other stuff. And I'm like, first of all, that guy works for somebody. Yeah. Okay. Let's say one of my team members. Yeah. He works for me. He's building my dream. Yeah. Why am I going to go and shit on the guy that's building my dream? Exactly. You know, even if he didn't have the courage to go out on his own and fail or succeed, yeah. he's building my dream. So I'm still going to show appreciation to my guys. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm all about the whole people building skills, right? So I think that's a very number one, a lot of uh, employers should develop. And like I said, you know, we've, we've entered that era where, first of all, I think it's very, it's too soft. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm here, man. Guys like us, bro. Mm -hmm. The reason why I created this podcast is I, I, you have a kid. Yeah. Another on the way. Same here. Yeah. Literally same dynamic. And I'm like, you know what? I want to see my son. I want to see my son as a warrior, bro. Yep. We had that warrior mentality. I still have that warrior mentality. And then the more and more I see what's going on in today's date, mm -hmm. it's it's like we have to stand up. We have to speak. We have to guide. We have to lead. It's your duty. It's my duty. And I take this job serious, bro. Yep. And, you know, you mentor a lot of people. I mentor a lot of people. You know mm -hmm. what? Actually, I got to say, one beautiful thing is make sure you have a really good circle around you. Mm -hmm. Even just even as a network or whatever, when you know good people, even in a time of crisis, I remember I, I vouch for your gym wholeheartedly, man. Yeah. And for anybody watching, I vouch for your gym. My nephews use it. My niece uses it. They've came a long way. Development. My my nephews and my nephews especially, they had a lot of confidence issues and all that. We definitely see a huge change. And we have CSMA. We got you to thank for it. And this ain't even a promo video. You ain't getting paid. Thank you so this much, This is bro. from the heart. This is love. You know what I mean? So thank you. I said, if I'm going to be doing this, I want to put my people on. And at the same time, I want to mentor the next generation. Yeah. It's our fucking job. Yeah. We already fucked it up, the generation before mine. Why? Because, oh, you know what? Their dads were tough. If you go look at my generation, my dad. Yeah. My dad was a fucking monster, bro. Same was the mom. But they, they were else. They knew what else. They had the compassionate side at the same time. Yeah. They played it perfectly right. And then you come to the areas. Oh, I don't want to. I want to give my life. I want to give my kid the life I never had. Yeah. What the fuck were you doing this entire time? That was so wrong. Yeah. You don't want to teach that. It's like you give a man a fish. He eats for a day. You teach a man a fish. He eats for life. Yeah. And then I go a lot of by these Arabic proverbs, these Arabic wise proverbs. And yeah. it's like one of my favorite ones. It's you can never cross the ocean until you have the courage to lose sight of the shore. 
Because when you're in that open water and you don't know where the direction is anymore and you got to figure it out, that's the scariest part. Yep. So I, I like just, that. It really takes balls. Emmy, man, we ran out of time, brother, man. I oh, love we, you, man. We got we, so much more we can we talk about. Went, we got to do a part two, man. We're going to yeah, do a we part, do part two. Yeah, we got to do a part two. We will do a part two for sure. We're going to put the link in the description. If you want to get a hold of Emmy, like I said, CSMA, I highly vouch for it. My family uses it. We use it. An incredible human being. It really has a lot to give. You know, give him an ear. He'll listen. He'll listen at the same time. What he can teach is incredible. And it's, it's an absolute pleasure, brother. Appreciate it. Thank yeah, you so much brother. for having me. No problem, brother. All love, baby. That was awesome, Set. bro. That was good, bro. That was awesome. Yeah, we got to keep going, eh? <laughs>